The Way Out podcast, episode 86. You know, that was a big thing I really realized. It was like, you know, whether or not I have a genetic thing or whether or not I have depression or mental illness or whatever I've got going on as well, you know, it's like, you know, or that I didn't get the skill set I needed growing up right. or whatever. It's like, you know, that does not give no one that doesn't give me a pass to be an asshole and an alcoholic. I believe in like a universal higher power kind of thing, but I don't believe that it does the work for you. I don't believe it removes your character defects like some fucking wizard. It plucks it out. It's got other shit it's got to do. So I think you've got to do the work. And it's like, to me, 12 steps is cognitive behavioral therapy. It's acting yourself in a right thinking. Welcome. Thank you for joining us on this week's installment of The Way Out, sharing stories from people just like you who have recovered from alcoholism and other addictions. The Way Out does not speak on behalf of, nor are we affiliated with the 8012 Step organization. Our purpose is to share with you, one episode at a time, what it was like, what happened, and what it's like now. The Way Out podcast is sponsored by Transitions Daily. Would you like to join a free, anonymous, online group that offers a daily topic email with popular recovery resources accompanied by a secret Facebook group for discussion? Go to dailyaaemails.com for more information about Transitions Daily. Don't forget to share dailyaaemails.com with friends, in meetings, and with sponsees in recovery. Make sure to check out the official website of the Way Out podcast at www.wayoutcast.com. There you will find links to our latest episodes on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and Radio FM. You can also follow the Way Out podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Help us get the message out that lifelong recovery from alcoholism and addiction is possible by giving us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform the way out podcast is on right now i'm charlie and i'll be your host for part two of my conversation with amy dresner author of the compelling addiction memoir my fair junkie amy and i pick up right where we left off last week as we dive into her life now as a recovering addict and alcoholic author and frequent columnist and contributor to the fix Listen up. Isn't that now I just, yeah, amazing it's, it's, the way you talk about that? Because I remember, you know, my mom died when I was 11 years old of cancer. And oh. you mentioned earlier in uh, uh, the show about this. It doesn't matter why, but how we get better, right? And, yeah. Uh, and, like, that sucks for you. That's right. so horrible. And I'm sure it was but really traumatic. Was. I'm sorry. It but, was. It's like, but it doesn't change yeah. anything. It, yeah. If it that caused my addiction, addiction yeah. I, it yeah. doesn't, I can't, it doesn't fix it. Yeah. Right. I have to be I responsible mean, for my recovery. But I remember very distinctly my first addiction was food. And I was the fat kid, right? right. In middle school. Because food made me feel better. So before I got my hands on drugs there and alcohol, you go. See? food there was what? my thing. And there then I was. discovered drugs and alcohol, and not only did that change my feelings, it didn't make me fat. There you go, right? Yeah. You're I, right. Right. You're like, this is much this more This is way better. Right. Yeah. yeah, this is much, much more effective. Exactly. And like, this is, yeah. this and is the best kind of addiction to have. Yeah, and it's like, you know, that was a big thing I really realized. It was like, you know, whether or not I have a genetic thing or whether or not I have depression or mental illness or whatever I've got going on as well, you know, it's like, 
you know, or that I didn't get the skill set I needed growing up right. or whatever. It's like, you know, that does not give no one that doesn't give me a pass to be an asshole and an alcoholic. Absolutely. Like no one cares. The world doesn't give a shit. Exactly. Exactly. You know, the world's like, oh, you had that. Oh, you can be an asshole. Right. Exactly. You can That's treat okay. everybody like, like shit. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's yeah. like there's no you don't get a pass. No, no. You know, and when you said that ultimately when you changed, everything changed. Right. Beautiful. I love that. I remember praying to a God that I didn't understand. One of the things that, you know, always bothered me about the 12 steps was, you know, so I, 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 I wrote God off at 11 years old because that's the dickhead oh, that sure. took my mom of away. Course. Right. Of yeah. So we don't need you. Right. Uh, and the 12 steps would, uh, they, they, well, you know, well, Charlie, you can just create a God of your own <laughs> understanding. That is the most ridiculous thing I have ever fucking heard in my entire life. You want me to invent a god, and then that god is going to save me from my alcoholism. That's that's adorable. That's that's adorable. And not going to work, right? Um, I couldn't buy into it. I couldn't buy into this fact that... I am yeah. still... I mean, I believe in like a universal higher power kind of thing. But I don't believe that it does the work for you. I don't believe it removes your character defects mm. like some fucking wizard and plucks mm. it out. It's got other shit it's got to do. Mm. So I think you've got to do the work. And it's like, to me, 12 steps is cognitive behavioral therapy. It's acting yourself into right thinking. And it's taking the same, you know, acting like the person you want to be. And eventually you fucking become that person. That person. You, and there's a lot of CBT in it. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, this uh, act of prayer, though, for some reason... I'm praying to it. I do yeah. it. Believe me, I'm a poker hip, and I do it. And I it do works. It. Oh, I agree. Yeah. And I don't know why. And I don't know why, because I don't understand my God. At three years sober, the only thing I understand about my the God of my understanding is that when I pray, I, I it works, and I change, right? And I feel better, and that the God of my understanding speaks through other people. If yes, I'm willing sure. to oh, listen for sure, to that. For sure, for sure, for yeah. sure. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And it you doesn't know? have to be more complicated than that. Like, I don't need yeah. to have this sort of uh, uh, really enlightened philosophical uh, view of a higher power. I don't need that. I just need to know that something out there bigger than me, when I pray, it helps. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I just I've had a lot of God shots in the last couple of, uh, of, of months and I just I'm like, I get it. OK, you know, <laughs> and it's like and my sponsor is like, I don't believe in an intervening God. And I'm like, well, this looks like an intervening God to me. So, you know, or, you know, it's like right. I, I, right. you know, That's... I've had some stuff that looks that was just too spooky. Tell me, like, what? Be... tell me. <sighs> Okay. Um, my mom, well, first of all, I feel incredibly lucky to have been able to have published a book. Like that's very rare to actually get a book Absolutely. published, get an agent and get published. It's very, very hard to do. And I've had, I know other writers and they've been struggling for years to even get an agent or get a book deal and mine, I got, it. you know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, I felt very grateful for that. Right. And now there's interest in a series deal. And so that's like another writer's dream, you know what Absolutely. I mean? So it's like that to me feels like, you know, just unbelievable. And, um, my mom broke her hip and had a heart attack and a pulmonary embolism. And, oh uh, God. 
Yeah. And um, she's someone who very much sort of, you know, like when I slipped my wrist in England, she flew to to London to take care of me because I couldn't bathe myself because I had stitches in both wrists and fucking bandages and saran wrap. And my mom came, you know, when I was a tweaker and couldn't get out of bed and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, so she basically really started to decline very quickly. And it didn't look like she's going to make it. Like she just, she's, she's one of us and she's 40 years sober and it was like they had her loaded up on pain pills. She didn't want the drapes, o- drapes open. She didn't want to eat. She, you know, and I was like, she's, she didn't want to do the physical therapy. I'm like, she's going to die. Yeah. She's going to die. She's killing herself. She's going to die and whatever. And um, I got asked to speak at She Recovers in September, which is this big women's recovery convention, like 600 women, right, at the yeah. Beverly Hills. Yeah. And so I went to go meet with the women that run that. And at the dinner was someone who just happened to live in the same city as my mom who happened to be a medical advocate and know about residential aging and know about Medicaid and know the whole system. And she just said, I'm going to help your mom. And she started visiting my mom every day and she's organized everything. And my mom has made a complete turnaround. That's amazing. Yeah, I mean, I'm that's sorry. That's amazing. Like, no, no, I mean, that's, you know, that's I've a been to dinner, yeah. Like, I go to a dinner to, to talk to them about the, that I'm speaking, mm-hmm. and I meet a woman who basically is like an angel and saves my mom's life. Like, I, you know. Right. I mean, not right. a lot of people live in Santa Fe. Like, I'm sorry. Like, she's like, I live in Santa Fe. I was like, that's great. I'm like, what do you do? She's like, you know, well, like, I'm like a, me- a, a medical advocate. I'm like, I'm sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was just, I started yeah. like, fine. Yeah. yeah. You know, and literally, like, just even like the other day, I mean, it sounds weird, but it's like, it was like Saturday, last Saturday, I, my best friend was in the hospital with fucking pneumonia and the flu. So there I am in an, in an ER with like a mask on. Cause I have like the worst immune system in the entire world. Still like my immune system's like, Hey, come on, <laughs> sit down. let me give you a sandwich. Here's the remote. Stay a while. Like if I get sick, I'm so I'm sick for weeks. Like yeah. I have the worst immune system. And, um, my mom was in a really bad place and she sound, she was like, I got to get out of here tonight. I hate this place. The bed sucked. Da, da, da. She was super negative. I was really stressed out and crying and blah, blah. And I literally, I mean, this is just going to sound so horrible, but I prayed. I was like, God, like either like make her wake up and like realize that she needs to do physical therapy and that like her future is in her hands and like get it or like take her out because I can't, I can't take this. I can't take this like slow decline. It's killing me. It's like, I've never felt so helpless. And all of a sudden now she's like a different person. It's like weird. You know what's interesting, Amy, is you experienced in that short arc of time what your mom likely experienced. Oh, no kidding. Believe me. Right? That became very clear to me. I was like, you went through this for 20 years with me. I can't even, I don't know how you did it because I'm about to have a nervous breakdown. I said, (laughs) like, you know, and it's like, you're watching someone not do the work. You're watching someone in pain. Right. You're, you're, you can't, you're, you're helpless to help. Right. They're defensive when you offer suggestions. <laughs> they want your empathy. You know what I mean? It was like, exactly it was, what, yeah. I know. I was yeah. like, I, this has just been like a two months of that. And Oozing like, with irony. Look. Yeah. Like 20, she did that for 20 years. 
I was like, I don't even know. And you like, look, you up know at God, look up at the sky and say, okay, yeah, I get it. I was like, thanks to the mirror. My shit's always really obvious. My stuff is never like subtle. Exactly. Like, you know, I get hit over the head by a fucking two by four. Exactly. The universe is like, God, you're, you're a smart girl. You're really fucking dumb. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. it was funny. She goes, I'm going to get kicked out of here if I don't. You know, if I don't do the physical therapy, you don't know what that's like. I'm like, bitch, are you kidding Six rehabs and three sober livings. You don't think I know what it's like <laughs> not to be threatened to be kicked out if you don't follow us? If you don't do the work, yeah, exactly. Like, are you out of your mind, woman? Like, yeah, of course I do. Like, I've been kicked out of fucking a bunch of rehab, right, you know. But right. it was such, it was really an awakening. And, um, and she couldn't hear from me. Just like I couldn't hear it from her. Right. right. Bingo. Bingo. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. And it's just like, so it's been very, that's been really challenging. It's been really, really, really challenging. I bet. And those are those, those overwhelming feelings that threaten to be unmanageable. And I always thought they were unmanageable. They, they're not. They just threaten to be unmanageable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, they come and I cry yeah. and like, you know, I napping is my big tool now. I'm not going to lie. I've also started to do yoga. You know, I, I mean, I've, I've become the person I used to make fun of. You know, I'm like, you know, oh, I used to smoke meth and now I'm gluten free. I'm like, exactly. oh, I'm that asshole. You know what I mean? I'm that person. Like, now I'm really into self-care. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, really? You do yoga? And I'm like, my uh, my private yoga teacher's coming over in about an hour. I'm like, I'm that asshole now. You know what I mean? Yes. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. You have to say it in that really, really distinct yeah, whisper. It's like, That's oh, important. God, yeah. Right? It's like, yeah. oh, you know, meditation changed my life. I'm like, did it? Did it? Yeah. Now I'm like, oh God, I stopped meditating. I feel crazy. I'm like, you know, that's the joke. Totally. You know, that's everything I judged in my life, I became. Everything. I mean, I was very, very judgmental about drugs when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. I was like, drugs are bad. Mm -hmm. Drugs are a cop out. Mm -hmm. They're for losers. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, I remember when I walked into my college dorm room and my roommate was doing cocaine, lines of coke off my computer and I absolutely flipped out. Right. And I'm like, I can't believe you're doing drugs in our room and like, it's disgusting and it's terrible. You know, fast <laughs> forward three years and I'm staying up for 17 days on meth writing a new Bible. You know right. what I mean? Like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, I just careful what you judge. Totally. 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 You know? So tell me a little bit about what it's been like and what the feedback's been like, Amy. You ta- you alluded to it a little bit that, you know, you've really gotten some uh, some amazing feedback. Tell me about that. Um, well, I don't read the bad reviews. I'm too sensitive. <laughs> Good for you. you know, a yeah. couple of people have been like, what a wasted life. She yeah. seems like an asshole, you know, whatever, like, yeah. you know, all that kind of yeah. stuff. There was like, this podcast you know. host that fucking hated Yeah, you, right. right? Yeah. Um, but most of, most of the uh, stuff has been very, very positive. I think people appreciate my honesty. It's a very raw memoir. It's very honest. Um, it's funny, which a lot of addiction memoirs aren't. And, um, most of them are very, are very, very dark, very, very brutal and honestly tough to get through. Right. Yeah. And you feel, yeah. you feel like, you know, uh, 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 you feel sort of depleted after you read it. Right. Like, right. Oh yeah. I mean, so, um, I was hoping it would help people. 
But, you know, that was like my dream. But I didn't know that it would really do it on, you know, to the extent that it has in the messages that I've gotten from people. And it's been, you know, incredibly moving. It's just been like, wow, I, I just I feel like, you know, I mean, I said this, I was on the doctors and I and and my father and I, I said this on the doctors and people really were moved by it. And it was like, you know, and that's like terrifying. I mean, it's like, I just want to be in my house. I still just, you know, having been like a tweaker and like a cokehead, like, I just want to be in my house mm-hmm. with my sweatpants. I don't want to leave the house. I don't mm-hmm. want to be on TV. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be on, I don't want mm-hmm. any of that. It's mm-hmm. like scary to me. Mm-hmm. So another reason I stopped doing stand up because I just, I just, you know, I, I realized in sobriety, like I have social anxiety. Like I do. Yeah, right. The party, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm terrified. Yeah, I hate absolutely. parties. I hate all that shit. Um, but my dad said to me, Mike. Oh I love my dad. My dad said, I'm not angry anymore. I don't feel sad. I don't feel like you wasted. 20 years. I don't feel like we waste all that money. He said, I understand now why you went through what you went through. It's so you could write this book and you could help other people. And there's no higher calling than helping other people. It couldn't be said any better than that. And there really isn't. And I love that, that there is nothing more, uh, in my mind and in my experience, more fulfilling than knowing that something that came out of you based on your, life experience and you're you're really burying your soul right yeah and 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 through that process you've then been able to help people in a way that i'm convinced nobody else can because we have these stories and if we're brave enough and vulnerable enough to share our story in an authentic way people will connect to that People don't connect to words. They connect to what you, the feelings behind. Of course. Right. Of course. And that's really what I wanted to, I really talked about a lot. Because it's not, you know, addiction is also, I mean, yes, there's a genetic component to no the doubt. whole thing. Blah, and dopamine and all no that doubt. stuff. But it's really about feelings. Bingo. And Bingo. so I really wanted to, you know, it's like, oh, you can say, oh, sex addict, gross, blah, blah. But it's like. You know, oh, you've never done anything sexually with someone that you didn't want to do it because you didn't want to seem like a prude or because you were made, you were afraid to make them mad or you wanted the validation or you just did. You know, of course we all have, yes. you know what I mean? Or you yeah. were lonely or like we've all done that or it's like, so, um, yeah, I mean that to me, that is that, you know, I thought like, oh, I'm publishing a book, like that's going to fill that hole in me. And it did not. And that mm. was kind of, I got a little depressed. I got a little bit of postpartum mm. after the, the book came out. I bet. And then, the, you know, because you think it's going to do that, right. you know? Yeah. And, and success, and, turns out that any level of success doesn't fucking fix it either, right? No, right. Yeah, of course. Right. You know, there's plenty of like, you know, very successful millionaires that are miserable. And it's like, you hear, it's like, it's an inside job. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I just get this thing, exactly. it's good for me. Exactly. You know, like, that's them. That's them. If yeah. I get this, right. you know, I'll feel right. You know, yep. And it's like it didn't and I was sort of depressed and um, the thing that's kept me afloat and the thing that has been the most rewarding about the book has been the messages and people saying re- I'm reading it for the third time. I love it so much. I, you know, it's given me so much hope. There's so much wisdom. You're so brave. And it's given me the power. It's given me the the ability 
to be able to address some things in my own life. Yeah. That I that I up to this point either was unwilling or unable yes. to address. And that's the magic behind yeah, it's incredible. That's I mean, the I fucking really, magic. It's right? pretty mind it's yeah. honestly it's pretty mind blowing as someone who was just a suck hole of need and destruction for twenty years that I can do that for people is like Holy shit. And like, that to wow. me is, you know, the God of your understanding finally allowing up uh, being allowed to work through you. Right. Like, yeah, that's, totally. that's fucking amazing. And I love yeah, that. I so, so love cool. that. And you know, you know, I mean, I, like, you know, I didn't Bradley and I did not stay together. Then, 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 uh, what? Yeah. He broke up with me in April. What? Yeah. Oh, fuck. And so the happy ending. So I was gonna say, so it's not all fucking like unicorns and rainbows then. No, it was then, and then he, yeah, he left. He left me in April. Um, and of last year. And you're still fucking sober. And oh, well, that (laughs) believe me. My first thought was like, I gotta kill myself. And and my second thought was like, I gotta get high. And then I was. And I love you for that because that's how we think. That's the rational like, thinking, right? Yeah, and clearly, I was, like, I, was yeah. I was in so much pain. Right. I lost 15 pounds, wow. so I still look a little cancer victim-y Still, I was gonna say, like, you, like, you, 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 I don't know where that that 15 pounds came from because yeah. don't I, you I, literally I, have to run heart. around in the shower to get wet right you now? You took my heart yeah. out. It was like, I mean, I'm still really skinny. Um, I started vaping and smoking again, but I did not pick up drugs. I did not relapse. I cried an ocean of tears. Mm. Um, people, my neighbors could hear me wailing through the walls. I bet. And but I realized I was like, I got through that. I can get through fucking anything yeah. sober. I can get yeah. Through like you know, and also I couldn't do it to my publisher, you know, and my agent. Mm. Like you know what I mean? Like really, you're writing this like supposedly sort of like inspiring recovery memoir, and they're like. Well, our author couldn't be here, but she's Skyping in from her eighth rehab. Amy, are you there? You know what I mean? Like, oh, God. I just, I felt like I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it to my parents. (laughs) And I was just like, and I just, you know, I was scared, too. I was like, and I knew that. You know, the an- there's no answer there. It would be a temporary reprieve. Mm-hmm. And I think that fucking my way through my first divorce really, my only divorce, really prolonged the pain. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I just yeah. kept feeling the pain. And there are still days I cry about it Absolutely. or can't hear a song or mm-hmm. whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, heartbreak's part of life. Like, I get to live life now and feel all those feelings. This week's Recovery Revealed segment is brought to you by All Recovery Rings and allrecoveryrings.com. Would you like a medallion or coin from your favorite recovery program, hand-forged, into a beautiful ring? Go to allrecoveryrings.com and choose from over 15 stunning styles, all hand-forged by expert craftsmen. What are you waiting for? Do like I did and get your very own recovery ring today. We'll be right back to the conclusion of my interview with Amy Dresner as we pause for this week's edition of Recovery Revealed, a chance to take a closer look at a particular aspect of this life in recovery. There's an old saying that floats around the rooms of recovery. A grateful alcoholic or addict 
doesn't relapse. At first blush, this sounds like a hundred cliched, trite platitudes that are tossed around at recovery meetings. It also invites big questions like, what does it mean to be truly grateful? In what manner does an alcoholic or addict become grateful, so much so that it eliminates the possibility of relapse? Conversely, what is it about a lack of gratitude that fuels the disease? I want to speak from my experience and the experience of others I have come to know in recovery, which I believe will best answer these questions about gratitude and recovery and how they relate. To answer the question on what specifically about the lack of gratitude that fuels addiction and alcoholism, my own experience is a veritable case study on the aforementioned dynamic. Well, in my active alcoholism and addiction, I was constantly seeking more. More alcohol, more drugs, more power, more lust, more of whatever I could consume or do in order to fill the seemingly insatiable and unfillable void that nagged my waking moments seemingly in perpetuity. The fundamental problem with never having enough of what I thought I needed in order to be okay is that I never appreciated what I had and would become increasingly discontented with my life, with myself, and more and more resentful with everybody else. This misery was much of what I was medicating and escaping through drugs, alcohol, and other behaviors. Upon reaching my point of desperation, when I finally waved the proverbial white flag and surrendered to this disease, I began to work the 12 steps in earnest. These 12 steps provided the solution I so desperately sought through external and artificial means. They provided me with love, acceptance, and purpose. But most of all, they provided me with a way to access the God of my understanding, which fundamentally and profoundly changed my life and how I experienced my waking hours, minutes, and precious moments. Without these 12 steps, I legitimately shudder to think of where I would be today, which produces a profound and genuine gratitude that assures so long as I practice gratitude on a daily basis, I indeed will be as far away from a relapse as is possible. Now back to the conclusion of my interview with the incomparable Amy Dresner. Listen up. Don't forget, the way we get the message out to those who still suffer is to give this podcast a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform. Whatever, I learned a lot. I really learned how to be intimate. I really, you know, learned about like having sex while you're in love and like it's shifted out my sex addiction and it's like, you know, and I've been celibate since the breakup. You know, will I be alone forever? Fuck, I don't know. I hope not, you know, but it's like I'm also not running into another relationship. I'm like looking very carefully to see who people are now, which I never did before. And that's the beauty of it is that we have the ability to be able to feel the feelings all the way through something that we were unable or unwilling or both to do up until this point yeah but i was like i was really good to him and i was like fuck i got dumped even though i was like the perfect girlfriend (laughs) and i didn't didn't pull a knife like 
I, you know, I don't blame my ex for divorcing me. I was a horrible wife, you know, and violent and abusive. But like, I, you know, made this guy breakfast in bed and did his laundry. And, you know, it's like, and he still was like, see ya. It's like, oh, are you kidding? But that loss, yeah. that being, that, that, that loss, that being vulnerable, knowing that, you know, um, you showed up the best way you knew how, and yet it still didn't work out, right? That yeah. to me is, you know, a, uh, that is a difficult thing to endure, but boy, does it really allow you to be able to recognize that, yeah, you know what? It didn't work out, but I'm okay with the way I showed up. I'm yeah. okay yeah. with the way that I showed up in that yeah, relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I what totally, I mean? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm like, I, well, wow, at least I know I can be a really great partner. And Bingo. it's like, you know, and, you know, there were some red flags and he sort of told me who he was. He was like, you know, it's in the book. He's like, I'm terrified of relationships exactly. and marriage. Right. And instead of going, OK, cool, like that's what I'm looking for. Bye. I was like, uh, well, I'm, I'm special and my mean, my magical pussy are going to change. Your mind. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was stupid, you know, and now what I learned from that is like, you know, when someone tells you who they are, fucking believe them. Right, like, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, if there's a red flag, don't make it into a fucking throw pillow. Like, you know, like, like, see it. Yeah. Yeah, you and know? believe it. And, and if, if that sort of gut feeling is there, it's there for a reason, like, right? Um, but yeah, what a great knew, experience to go through sober, that. right? Yeah. yeah, and it's like, I mean, I knew he was going to break my heart from the very beginning. Mm. And I was like, oh, you know, and it's like, Whatever, I learned a lot. I really learned how to be intimate. I learned love. I really, you know, learned about like having sex while you're in love and like it's shifted out my sex addiction and it's like, you know, and I've been celibate since the breakup. I have not been in my sex addiction and I've been very like, you know, I've gone through the whole book thing by myself and the whole all these negotiations and learned to be independent and show up for myself. Me and my and Colonel Puff Puff, my cat, you know, that's just like, that's the two <laughs> yeah. of us. And I rely on my friends and, you know, I, you know, will I be alone forever? Fuck, I don't know. I hope not, you know, but it's like, I'm also not running into another relationship. I'm like looking very carefully to see who people are now, which I never did before. Because you're starting to value you in your own life and what you've been able to sort of make of what you've got going on. And there's value there and you're valuing it, right? And yeah, and unwilling to compromise that just for anybody. Yeah, I mean, I've come. I mean, I'm a resilient motherfucker. I cry a lot. Like I'm a big crier, but yeah. like I'm resilient. And it's yeah. like, you know, even he said that he was like, "You're one of the toughest people I know. You're one of the strongest people I know, and you're like my hero in everything." And it's like, if someone's not ready for a certain level of commitment, or they don't have their shit together, or they haven't worked through their stuff, you can't force that. You know, so much of life is about timing. No doubt about it. I'll tell you what, there's no doubt about that. And I'm the, you know, uh, timing's never typically worked out in my favor, especially when it comes to relationships. But I will tell you that um, it's so much better today to be able to show up for myself in recovery. And like you said, like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be alone for the rest of my life. I hope not, you know. Right. But uh, I can't worry about that. I just have to be the best version of myself today. Yeah. And, you know, uh, the cards fall where they may. 
Yeah, I mean, if he, if my ex-boyfriend was to talk to my ex-husband, they wouldn't think they were talking about the same person. <laughs> I'm serious. Right, right, right. Like, right. he'd be like, you know, my ex-boyfriend would be like, she was the most loving girlfriend no, I've ever right, had. Yeah, right. She was so, yeah, so patient. She did my laundry. Right, she cooked right. for me. My ex-husband would be like, I'm sorry, who are you talking exactly, to? Yeah, exactly. Like, are you, you know, that is the person I was married to, didn't get out of bed, was abusive, you know, was selfish, didn't cook, you know, <laughs> like that is not the person, I don't know who you're talking about, you know, it's like, so, I mean, that to me, like you said, like, I feel good about the way I showed up in that, in that relationship. And when I looked at my four and five, boy, did I show up in a variety of really shitty ways. Fucking, I invented shitty ways to show up in relationships. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so to show up today, you know, in a real way for people in relationships, you know, I feel good about that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, you know, I'm a good friend now. I show up for people. I'm, you know. I mean, so that, I mean, the house manager trusted me with her fucking baby. Come on. Right, right, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. The most precious, the thing, most precious thing in her life. Let like a like a criminal, mentally ill, fell you know, felon, drug addict, you know, <laughs> take care of her child for the first year. Right. Like I had that little baby strapped to me like every day that I wasn't on the chain gang for that first year, and it was like life changing. I mean that almost taught me that nurturing like how to be out get out of yourself and how to you know really pay attention to someone else and love someone else and you know not go me 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 you know i love by the way ab keep writing about your uh your experiences in 12-step meetings uh because oh God, that pisses people off so much i love it though i love it i absolutely oh. love it and i'm a big 12-step guy like i mean you know yeah. Me too, but it's like there are assholes in the fellowship. I'm sorry. No doubt. Like, you know, the, the steps are amazing, and it's like, you know, the program is dope, but it's like there, I mean, it is a microcosm of the real world, and there are awesome people, and there are shitty people. It's Absolutely. just like the real world. So if you go in there thinking it's a room full of saints, like, oh, you're going to be, you know, really disappointed, and it's like, yeah, of course there's sexual predatory behavior. Wherever there's a power hierarchy, there's sexual predatory behavior. Bingo. We see it in colleges. We see it, you know, we see it in Hollywood. Absolutely. We see it in the army. We Absolutely. see it everywhere. And we see it in and, AA. Yeah, I mean, of course. You think yeah. it's going to be different? A bunch, a bunch of sick alcoholics who fucking with their, you know, <laughs> exactly. who are putting down fucking booze and drugs and looking for their next high? Like, you're out of your fucking mind. Right, and realize that they have now a libido that they don't know what the fuck to do with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. You yeah. know, and it's like, yeah, so it's just like, you know, as someone who's been a chronic relapser, I really like to, you know, encourage people to not be shamed from coming back. I think it can oh, be so that whole game of, you know, sort of, you know, how much time you have and the righteousness that comes with that and the, the pedestal. The righteous indignation of it is, is, is uh, you know, absolutely... Um, uh, one of the things that I dislike the most about me too, that. and it's like it keeps it kills a lot of fucking newcomers. Really they does. won't come back because they're ashamed to come back. And it's like you know, 
not many, you know, it's the rare person who rolls into a meeting and fucking gets it. Like most totally. of us are a little bit slower and we, it takes us a while. Absolutely. And so I really just, you know, people are like, I'm embarrassed. I wouldn't, I'd be too ashamed to come back. It's like, who cares? Are you kidding? Like literally like, you know, this is the one place you can come to that you do not need to be ashamed. That's yeah, what I love about like, it. But- yeah, but it's like some people do. If some people yeah. judge you, fuck them. Yeah. Like you want to be like king of the drunks? Who gives a shit? Exactly. If you, your social you, capital is based on your standing in AA. Like I'm sorry. You're like really? Right. Like you're there to save your fucking life. That's it. Yeah. And this whole like, idea that I'm trying to become famous in an anonymous program. Oh, I know. It's just like yeah. it's just. Gross. <laughs> I mean, I just. I just, well, I don't really, really believe in the anonymity thing because I think it keeps people away from AA. I think that I it makes them, like, I stayed away for a long time because of the Christian cult thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it was a Christian cult. Yeah. And it creeps me out. So which part of it was culty? The chanting at the beginning or the chanting at the end? <laughs> <laughs> just confused. Or the special language <laughs> on the walls. <laughs> or the secret... Or the secret meetings, or the weird necklaces, you know, like. <laughs> I don't know. Are you there? Did I lose you? No, I, you know what? I lost my headset, but now I'm back. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I was like, you know, I just think that, um, I think that we need to be proud about being in recovery. Absolutely. And um, Absolutely. I think it's a really it's a really big thing to be proud of. And um, I think that the idea that if you relapse, that it says that AA doesn't work is ridiculous because, you know, I use this example all the time. If you have cancer and you get chemotherapy and you still die, do people think that chemotherapy doesn't work? No, they fucking don't. Okay. Right. So, Bingo. Bingo. You know, and also, Bingo. you know what? I'm 12-step. But it's not the only way or the best way to get sober for everyone. Nope, there's smart recovery. Yep. There's refuge recovery. Yep. Like, however yep. you get sober is the best way for you. Cool. And I embrace that. And you know what? Yeah. Um, this idea that, you know, the 12 steps is the only way. Um, oh, if, you, if you've read the big book and have, um, they, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Wilson, who, you know, um, uh, say what you will about him, uh, said, we know that we only know a fucking yeah. little. And these there's are, more yeah, to be discovered. Fucking suggestions exactly. and whatever. And it's right. like, take, you know, it's all that stuff. So it's yeah. like, you know, I'm no fundamentalist. Like it worked for me because I needed a fucking like really a plan on how to behave in the world. Right. I needed a moral compass Bingo. and I needed, I needed the fellowship and I needed principles like, to live by. Like I needed these sort of yeah, like, yeah. basic like, principles. Hey, I have yeah. a terrible idea. Like, you know, like, yep. uh, I, you know, and I call my sponsor. My sponsor was like, yeah, I don't fucking think so. You <laughs> exactly, know what I mean? Like, exactly. You know, exactly. instead of reporting my, you know, my bad behavior after. Like, so for me, it's really worked. But, you know, I rebelled against it for a very, very, so very I. long time. So did I. Yeah. And I can relate to that. And from my perspective, Amy, there's a big difference between the program and the fellowship, too. Oh, for, totally. And yeah. I just I make that distinction. It's like my big problem and people are like you attack the program. It's like, no, I don't. I attack the fellowship. Bingo. Bingo. And it's there's like, a yeah, fundamental I, I got, difference. Yeah. yeah, I got fucked by a sponsor. They cut that out. It's like, OK, it's like, you know, right. it's like but it's full of real people, real people that are flawed. Right. Yeah. And uh, some of them deeply flawed. Very. Right. And yeah, right. So to me, and the fellowship, I, you know, uh, if you stick with the winners, I know that's a, a silly euphemism, but it's true. 
you identify the people that want that you know you want what they have, right? right? And you stick with those people. And for God's sakes, if you're a newcomer, if you're new into this deal, if you're a woman, hang out with women. And if you're a dude, hang out with guys, at least for the first, you know, whatever, you know, until you can sort of get your bearings amongst you. I'm a huge believer. I don't know how you feel about it, but this the, the predatory pieces of it can be pretty dangerous for women coming well, I into the over it a bunch right. of times. Yeah. I mean, it, it happened to me where I, you know, dated people who were old timers and, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, most of the time I got, I got my heart broken and relapsed. Right. I think one time I dated someone, I 30 days going through my divorce and he had a lot of time and I broke his heart cause I just wasn't emotionally available. But it's like, you know, I think when you're new, you're, you're fucking crazy. You know, we all are. And Absolutely. it's like. So like, you know, anytime anyone's like, you know, they're new, I'm like, you know, I don't care how hot they are. I'm like, nope. You know, it's like, you know what I mean? No way. And it's like, you know, yeah, it's, I could think it could be very dangerous. And I think that a lot of us, you know, love and sex can really be a really terrific sort of stopgap. Right. Um, and you can lean on that and get addicted to that. And then if that falls apart, you're, then you relapse. And that's, that's happened to me a lot, but I do have a male sponsor who, so it's like, who's much older and he does sponsor women. And it's like, um, I don't really think, I mean, in, in the beginning of AA there, most, most men did sponsor women cause there weren't any women sponsors. Exactly. So it's like for me, because I'm really close to my dad, uh, I can hear men better. That's just me. And, and it took I have me a really also, good friend in recovery that has the same situation, right? Yeah. Much older. Uh, yeah. gentleman that's got a, a, a kick-ass program yeah. and it sponsors uh, my friend who uh, is a woman and you know what uh, it, it, it absolutely was what she needed and it yeah, works and it's beautifully like, yeah it works great for me mm-hmm. and I can hear it and it's like I you know it's like so I mean I think it's like whatever works for you and obviously you know people's motives and boundaries and yeah. all that kind of stuff but it's like I'm not into any specific like Hardcore rules because obviously you can say men stick with men, women stick with women. But if you're gay, bingo, you're gonna have yep. you're gonna have the problem that we're talking you about. Absolutely, are. So if you're a gay guy, like don't get like a really hot gay sponsor. Get right. like a you know, bingo, like yeah. a straight dude yeah. or a chick. If you're really or, sexually you know. attracted to them, they're not your sponsor. Yeah, right. Right, right. that's usually the deal. <laughs> Amy. Amy. I have to tell the Way Out podcast audience, if you haven't gotten Amy's book, you've got to get it. You've got to get it. You've got to get it. It is uh, absolutely uh, an amazing read. I uh, am an audio book fiend. Uh, So while I'm walking my dog, uh, Louie, my recovery dog, Louie, in 12 degree weather in Minnesota, I'm listening to My Fair Junkie. Oh, you got the audiobook? You listened to the audiobook? I did. I loved it. I loved it. Awesome. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. And I loved hearing it in your own voice. Cool. Um, yeah. People say that they like that. Yeah. My manly voice with my bad impersonations. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was great. I was, I was all fucking in. Uh, and so uh, I urge you uh, to uh, don't walk run uh, to your nearest Amazon.com and 
get my fair junkie um, if uh, you're anything like me you're gonna identify with a whole lot of it you're gonna laugh and you're going to connect and you're gonna realize that um, you know this is something that um, this power of change that you went through Amy is nothing short of a miracle Right. People are like, it's a miracle you're alive, really? let alone not an, let alone not an asshole. <laughs> really? 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 Uh, it's amazing. I it's know. absolutely amazing. And you know what? We, and I bet you you get this, but I felt like I knew you at the end of it. Everyone says that. Yeah. Well, because I'm so I mean, I let you into the, my Bingo. like, like literally the deepest crevices of my soul. Absolutely. You know, I mean, Absolutely. I let there's nothing that I'm not sharing. And you're riding shotgun. It's all it's all present tense. Yep. So you're riding shotgun with me through the entire all the way through. Yeah, and that it's it's for, and it's and buckle up yeah. because it's a yeah, fuck of a ride. I know, it's a fucking ride. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Amy, I can't thank you enough for uh, thank taking you time. So much. To, yeah, it's such a blast. Oh my god, you're amazing, Amy. You are absolutely amazing. If you, you are not an asshole, you are not an asshole. Not even a little bit. <laughs> you are you are amazing. And 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 if you want to reach out to Amy, you can email the show at share at wayoutcast.com. Um, or you can just, you know, use your Google Foo and uh, Google Amy Dresner and you'll be able to find her lickety Yeah, split. I've got a website, amydresner.com. You can write to me on there. Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram where I have way too many pictures of my cat. Um, <laughs> and, I just want to know uh, if you're on Snapchat. Are you on Snapchat? No, I'm too old for that <laughs> old and then i'm on i have a i'm on facebook i have a facebook official page where you can just follow or join or whatever and it's like if you write to me go god i heard you on you know on charles wet fucking podcast and i loved you i'll probably add you as a friend because i have like no boundaries and i love everyone. <laughs> so, like, you know what i mean so it's like you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> i bless you for that amy thank you so much we will not be strangers Awesome. Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. Bye, Amy. Bye, doll. Thank you for being a part of The Way Out, where we share stories from people just like you who have recovered from alcoholism and other addictions. If you would like to reach out to the show, you can visit us on the web at wayoutcast.com. That's wayoutcast, all one word, dot com. Or drop your host a friendly email at share at wayoutcast.com. There, you can also find links to previous episodes on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podcast Garden. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the podcast, contact me at share at wayoutcast.com. See you next time. And remember, if you don't change, your sobriety day will.